Podiums, an audio exploration of climbing World Cups from previous years and previous eras. I'm your host, John Bergman. I'm glad you're here. Let's talk some comp climbing. Welcome to Past Podiums, a retrospective of old climbing World Cup seasons. We are currently just galloping right through the 2013 bouldering circuit. We've had five events so far, and we we actually only have three events left in this 2013 bouldering season. But no worries, I promise there's still going to be plenty to discuss. There's a lot of action to go through, and there's some more surprises. So here we go. This event for today comes from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. So we've made the jump across the ocean from Europe and we're now in North America in the wonderful city of Toronto. The date for this bouldering final round is June 2nd, 2013, which happened to be a Sunday. And I gotta say, I know what you're probably thinking at the outset of this event because it's exactly what I was thinking too. It seems like all that we thought we knew and everything that we felt was stable, it has all been suddenly shaken up. Our 2013 bouldering season has gone just topsy-turvy because, well, first of all, at the, the previous World Cup in Innsbruck, we saw Anna Stor of Austria, our stalwart gold medalist for this season and the quote queen of bouldering as she was labeled she got dethroned by julie verm of germany as if that was not shocking enough now here in toronto for this event we don't see our trusted commentator or presenter daniel finn he's not here instead we get a new face doing the the mic work it is johnny brown so we'll have to do our best to get used to to this, kind of find our, our footing a little bit with all these shakeups as we go along. But anyway, here's how we start. We get the IFSC's opening montage of this era. The lights flash on and we get the big percussive booms and we get the IFSC's blue and white logo from this time period. Now, I mention all of this just because in this little opening montage, the screen actually says Kitzbühel, even though we are now, of course, in Toronto. It looks like someone forgot to change out the little title card from one of the previous events, but that's okay. No harm, no foul. This little intro leads into a pre-recorded segment with Johnny Brown. He's wearing a gray suit coat, and he's got on an aqua-colored button-up shirt. It's actually, if you've noticed so far this season, the commentators, they're, they're actually quite formal in their attire compared to event commentators in in later years but anyway Johnny Brown is there dressed to the nines and he's standing in between some bushes in front of Lake Ontario he says that the X-Men and Incredible Hulk movies were actually filmed there but he says quote the big blockbuster everyone has come to see this time around is 70 of climbing's leading athletes as they have come here in search of bouldering world cup glory so there's the the sizzle being sold for this event. Of course, by the time this final round is occurring, that number of 70 total competitors has been majorly whittled down to just a select few. 
Then things cut away from the lake, and we see Johnny Brown inside the venue. He's in Gravity Climbing Gravity Climbing Gym in Hamilton, and I'll tell you a quick footnote about that gym. It originally opened in 1994, so along with another famous Canadian gym, Joe Rockheads, in which is also in the greater Toronto area, Gravity Climbing really has to be considered one of the oldest gyms in in Canada or certainly in the mid or eastern section of Canada and there's a lot of neat little competition history to the gym. So here we are in Gravity Climbing and it's it's cool to mix things up a little bit. Previous events of this season we've been in city squares and we've been under some big tents and we're now indoors in inside a climbing gym which just kind of feels like home. So Johnny Brown, he presents an early narrative for this event and this round, some initial intrigue being whether Canada's Sean McCall can win this event in his home country. Brown says McCall has been, quote, in electric form, but standing in his way are five of the best climbers in the world. There's there's some good audience participation and coordination here because as Johnny Brown is saying this, he, he asks whether we'll see Sean McCall, quote, dance on this very stage in front of a home nation, which is just kind of an interesting mental image there of Sean McCall dancing in front of everyone. But as Johnny Brown says this, he, he then points to the crowd and the camera does this, this quick whip pan and everyone in the audience stands and cheers. And then we switch to the commentary booth. So there's a brief little cut there. And now Johnny Brown is situated with the co-commentator for this event, John Partridge, who was a successful British competitor. And they introduce formally the finalists, which are in the men's division, as we said, Canada's Sean McCall. He's propelled by the support of the capacity crowd there in the gym. We also have two Austrians in the finals, Killian Fischuber and Jakob Schubert. We have Jorg Verhoeven of the Netherlands, Rustam Gelmanov of Russia, and Rei Sugimoto of Japan, making his debut for a finals here in 2013. The six women finalists are Katharina Sarvine of Austria, two members of Team Japan, Momoka Oda and Akio Noguchi, Shauna Coxie of Great Britain, Alex Puccio of the USA, and another Austrian, Anna Stor, of course. Now, most glaring here is that Julie Verm of Germany, who had just bested Anna Stor at the previous event, she did not make the finals here. She finished actually in seventh place, so she just narrowly missed out on a final spot. So we'll, we will not get that showdown, that rematch of sorts between Julie Verm and Anna Stor, unfortunately, at least not here in Toronto. We'll see if we get that later on in this season. But there's certainly still plenty of intrigue because you'll notice in that list of women finalists, there's still Shauna Coxie, there's Akio Noguchi, there's Alex Puccio, all of them in the midst of a really great season and any of them certainly capable of, of winning here. Something else you might notice as you're watching this final round, you, you we hear a voice that is perhaps familiar if you're a modern fan of the World Cups. It's Canadian Pete Woods, who is today's current IFSC commentator for, for the North American events. He was actually doing some MC work here for this event back in 2013, so you can hear him on the, on the in-house mic. He does a good job of getting the crowd 
amped up, and after there's some time for the climbers to observe the boulders, we get the climbing started with Rei Sugimoto and Katharina Sarvine being the first climbers coming out. Here's how the round goes. So men's one, the first men's boulder, it opens with this dynamic move, and then it goes up to a pair of slopey underclings. Rei Sugimoto, he makes really quick work of this, and, and then soon all the other men come out and make quick work of it as well. Everyone ends up getting a top. Women's one features a, a press up into a, a dihedral, and then there's this really prominent blue stalactite that they have to go to right before the top. Katharina Sarvine takes the clock down to zero with some initial attempts as the, like I said, the first climber out, and uh, ultimately she does manage to top it just in time, and then the rest of the women come out and they all top it as well. But Akio Noguchi and Alex Puccio actually flash this first boulder, so they take kind of an early lead here, and Anna Storr takes uh, a little bit more. She takes three attempts to get to the top. So Anna Storr, even early on here, is going to have some ground to make up if she wants to kind of reclaim that throne that she has had for so often this season so far. On to the second boulders. Men's two is it's actually somewhat reminiscent of women's one, which is it's the men's two is the dihedral press up some some prism volumes, and at one point the competitors kind of really have to move their body horizontally up into the the upper sections. This boulder, it's Killian Fischhuber and Jorg Verhoeven who who are the stars of the show here. They each come out and top it in two attempts, and all of the other men get completely completely shut down. So very early on, the spotlight is on Killian Fischhuber and Jorg Verhoeven in the men's division. Women's true women's number two is a pretty minimal mixture of there's some crimps on a, a slight overhang, and this boulder is really all about power in the lower sections, and there's some contact strength at the top to commit to a really dynamic one-hand snag of a finish. And this the the top hold, sna- managing to hold that snag, it really showcases this the three-finger drag technique as as it's known. This would later become a calling card of several competitors, uh, one of which was is Colin Duffy. If you watch some of the the current competitions, you might hear the three-finger drag linked to or talked about with Colin Duffy. He's really great at it. So I just had to do a little math here, and I was thinking as they're talking about the three-finger drag here in 2013, I'm thinking, well, at this time, Colin Duffy was only uh, about nine or ten years old. But anyway, that's one of the cruxes, being able to stick that top move with the three-finger drag. Most of the women top this boulder, including Akio Noguchi and Alex Puccio and Anastor also tops it as well. Actually, at one point when Alex Puccio, she's trying, she she tries to snag that top move and she can't quite do it. And Johnny Brown on commentary says, quote, I think she needs to wind it up a little, make her a little bit angry. And she tends to do well. Now, John Partridge quickly disagrees a bit. He does not think that it's, it's good for Alex Puccio to get angry. But we'll just have to pose that question to the universe here. Something to think about. Was Puccio a competitor that happened to climb better when she was fueled by a little bit of um, kind of high-octane anger and a little bit of frustration? Anyway, like I said, she does end up topping this boulder as well. So a score check here with 
two boulders down and two boulders remaining. Killian Fischhuber and Jorg Verhoeven lead the way for the men. In the women's division, it's really a battle between the big familiar names that we've seen throughout most of the 2013 season so far. Alex Puccio and Akio Noguchi are scrapping for the, the top spot at this midway point. Anastori is in the hunt too, although she's still a bit behind, largely because she hasn't she's she's yet to flash anything. So the the gauntlet is really whether Anastor can put together a comeback in the latter stages of this round and manage to overtake Alex Puccio and Akio Noguchi. We'll just have to see. On to the third boulders. Men's three is an outward-facing start. They're deep in a cave, facing the crowd, and then they have to go to a, a pair of slopers, and then there's this big, committing forward lean, uh, and and from that, they have to swing to some more slopey volumes to get out of the, the cave and, and up over the cave's lip, and then it's just kind of, kind of an ascent up an arete to the top. Uh, it proves to be way too hard of a boulder. Killian Fischhuber manages to get to the bonus, but he cannot get to the top. Nobody else gets to the top either. It's just it's just too spicy. It's too too overcooked. Um, uh, Killian Fischhuber does make a little bit of progress on the aret, which is kind of, I guess, the highlight for this boulder, but he, he does end up popping off. There's some crimps up top and he ends up kind of shrugging and looking at his fingers either either the tendons or maybe the skin is a little ragged there and uh the crimps are just too much women's three john partridge calls this a basic problem that's a, that's a quote and it is just pretty standard it's a mix of purple volumes with some jibs most of the women top it but of note here is that Alex Puccio and Akio Noguchi, those big names so far from this final round, they flash it to extend their lead a bit over Anastor, who takes two attempts to top it. So Anastor still having some some real ground to make up here if she wants to if she wants to win this competition. The final boulders, men's four, it works up and out of a, a cave yet again. The competitors have to kind of keep a, a clutch right hand onto a sloper as they cut their feet in the upper section of it. It's it's a good boulder. It, it The cave does a really nice job of sort of framing the comp- the competitors for the, the crowd. And, and since it's so steep, uh, it does provide a nice culmination of the round. But everyone ends up topping it, so it doesn't really break up the standings too much. Killian Fischhuber and Jorg Verhoeven, who have been in the lead up to this point, they managed to just stay ahead of everyone else by topping this one as well. Women's four is a, it's also a, a steep cave puzzle. They they have to employ some they bicycle feet as they go across some some volumes on the roof of a cave. It proves it proves to be too tough for Alex Puccio. She comes out and, and actually flashes to the bonus, but she can't get to the top. The other women then get shut down as well. Anastor comes out and she fights through three attempts. She really claws through that cave section. And finally, in this big moment, she does top it. The crowd cheers. It's a wonderful moment. And then it's all up to Akio. The big question then is, can Akio Noguchi come out and get to the top as well to claim this victory? 
Akio gives it a great effort as well. She climbs past the buzzer, and Johnny Brown on commentary exclaims, Oh, you can see her face. It's a mask of pain. He's he's really hyped, and the crowd is great here too. They're really supportive. But ultimately, Akio Noguchi cannot top it. And with that crucial bit of, of last-minute separation, the gold goes to Anna Store. She's managed to do it. She's come back and overtaken Akio Noguchi and Alex Puccio. So, here is the podium for the women. As stated, Anna Store takes the gold medal. That crucial top of the fourth boulder really brings her brings her around. It brings her total of tops for this round to four. She topped everything. Akio Noguchi... Couldn't quite top that last boulder. She ends up taking the silver medal with a total of three tops. And in third place, taking the bronze medal, Alex Puccio, who um, she and Akio Noguchi were separated just by one attempt in the scores. So it, it doesn't get any closer than that. The men's podium, also pretty close. Killian Fischuber takes the gold medal with three attempts. So that's Team Austria winning both the men's and women's division. Below Killian, Jorg Verhoeven takes the silver medal, and Jakob Schubert goes away with the bronze. Jakob topped the first and the last boulder. There was all that initial buzz on commentary as to whether Sean McCall could could win in his home nation, and the crowd definitely did a good job of, of really being behind him the whole time. He climbed really well. He ended up getting two tops also, but he doesn't end up making the podium. He finishes in sixth place. So some quick takeaways, you know, this event to me, it doesn't have as many isolated, indelible moments as some of the previous stops that we've seen on the 2013 circuit, but on the whole, it is a really good rewatch, especially if you like cavey boulders. There's a lot of overhangs throughout this round, some real showcases of, of power climbing, and I thought that Johnny Brown did a really solid job on commentary. He seems to have a, a real genuine enthusiasm, and he's good at really boosting the big moments with some some really grand exclamations. And since we will see some more personnel changes on commentary as we look back at, at more old events, I think it's appropriate to start comparing the different play-by-play styles here and thinking about how maybe Johnny Brown is similar to or different than Daniel Finn, and, and we'll compare them also to other people as we, as we go along. So that's all for this episode. The 2013 season is starting to wind down a bit, but we still have some good stuff on the road ahead. So thanks for listening. I will catch you next time on Past Podium. Real quick before we get out of here, Thanks again for listening. Also, thanks to Audio Coffee for doing the music. And if you want to go back and watch the round that we just talked about, you can find it on the International Federation of Sport Climbing YouTube channel. See you next time.